And as we get prepared to start off, uh, if you guys can, uh, kids, go ahead and join us down in front. Any of the kids that are here with us this morning, come on down and let's welcome Miss Anita for our children's church. morning there we go happy Easter week we're all excited about it the kids are okay guys what's this what do you see when you look in it you see yourself you're exactly right babies start recognizing themselves when they're about 18 months old people are just a few of the members of God's creation that recognize when they look in the mirror some of them are monkeys apes, dolphins, whales, and elephants. If they look in a mirror, an elephant knows that that is them. Do you know what God looks like? No, we won't know until we see him in heaven one day. But we could know what his heart looks like by looking at Jesus and how he lived when he was here on earth. And you can see Jesus anytime you want just by looking in the Bible. The Bible tells us that we should follow Jesus's example. He's the guy who would talk to nobody, to people that nobody else would talk to. He's the guy that gave children a great big hug. He's the guy who celebrated and cried with friends. He's the guy who forgave his friend when he messed up. He's the guy who helped those around him that needed the help. He's the guy who could did, do good whenever he could. He's the guy that loved others more than himself. He's the guy who led a parade through Jerusalem. He's the guy that got on his knees and prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's the guy who got on the cross and died for us. And Jesus is the guy who rose from the dead on Easter. That's who Jesus is. And because we've seen him in the Bible, we can know him even more. God wants us to be good, to be kind, to work hard so others will see Jesus in us. Jesus is the light of the world, and that light can shine through you. Do others see the image of Jesus when they look at you? Have a good Easter week, folks, and don't forget, God loves you. Thank you so much, Miss Anita. Kids, don't forget, you guys want to make sure that you join us uh, during second service for Children's Church in the back. So make sure that you guys uh, come back and see us uh, during second service. Church, at this point, uh, we would like to welcome our dear brother, Bill Cole, down front. Uh, Bill has a special missions presentation that he's going to share with us this morning. Good morning. Talk to you about the uh, alabaster offering this morning. The uh, alabaster offering is a 60 year tradition in the Nazarene Church, and um, <coughs> the offering is for the Nazarene churches all, all over the world, and it's two times a year. Uh, this year, our alabaster offering will take place on May 1st, and the real purpose of the uh, alabaster offering is for mission ministries around the world. And the money that, that we collect and the, all the Nazarene Church collects goes to help buy land and property. Uh, it's for buildings to support uh, mission uh, ministries around the world. It builds schools, it builds hospitals, uh, it provides for health care. Um, and that, that's just a, the ability to build God's kingdom around the world and and see the power of prayer and, and, and the good works 
that God does around the world. It also helps with, uh, with children for learning to read and write. And it also, is, the money is used to house, uh, house missionaries. Um, the, uh, the, the Bible tells us in, in, in four different areas of, of scripture that um, the, uh, about a woman who was filled with gratitude emptied an alabaster jar of perfume on the feet of Jesus. Uh, the woman had great debt, a sin debt, which Jesus forgave. And um, you, you may also know that uh, Dan and Melly Anderson of our church right here have spent their lives in the missionary work, and funds like this go to support them and other missionary uh, efforts around the world. So... Um, what, what we have now is just a chance to give back, kind of pay it forward, and uh, for all the abundance that God has, has given to us. And uh, on May 1st, we'll, we'll have uh, alabaster boxes out front, uh, and you, what, whatever uh, uh, guides your heart in, in, in prayerful consideration, uh, you'll be able to, to put those, those monies there. So, and then one, one last thing that I was given this morning also is that uh, our Nazarene district has um, asked us to, uh, to, or challenged us to give or uh, prepare 100 crisis kits. And I think you remember before that we, ha we had bags and it has toothpaste and toothbrushes and towels and soap and that kind of stuff. So um, next, next Sunday we'll have all the kits here for you. Um, and by, by May 1st, we want to have 100 uh, crisis care kits um, available here so, so we can support the Nazarene Church again. So thank you very much, and uh, you all have a blessed day. All right. Thank you, Bill. So, churches, we're getting started this morning. Uh, we've got a couple of exciting events that are going to be coming up here in the near future at Home Church. So make sure that you guys are jotting down these dates as we're talking this morning. So first off, we have our Mother's Day brunch, which is scheduled for May the 7th at 10 a.m. And this is going to be taking place at the Red Hawk Golf Course. So adults are going to be $20 and kids are going to be $15. So if you are interested in joining us for the Mother's Day brunch, uh, we would encourage you to sign up at the Welcome Center. Song and Word, Thursday night worship and Bible studies from 6.30 till 8 o'clock at night. Church, we've got something for everybody. So definitely a good reason for you guys to come out. We have our Latino Bible study on new life that is being led by Pepe Dorigo. Life in the Spirit, Run the Race is being taught by Ms. Barb West. We have a men's Bible study on Romans that's being led by Don Libby. Women's Bible study on Romans as well. That class is being led by Marsha Cromie and Joan Cole. And we are also going to have our youth group, our kids Bible quizzing, and Jeannie Adams is also going to be teaching in the nursery. So, again, something for everybody, from the youngest to the oldest of us. So come out and join us Thursday nights at 6.30. All right. Church, I, I can't believe this, but next week is Easter already. Thank you, Jeannie. Any, anybody else out there excited? Praise God. What an amazing time. Uh, guys, we have quite a few things that are going to be tied into Easter this year. Uh, first, I want you guys to remember that we still need Easter candy that would fit inside of the plastic eggs. So please make sure that you bring in those individually wrapped candies. Uh, and there is a collection box out front where you can drop that off at. Uh, we're going to have Easter cookies from Miss Megan. Those are going to be on sale next week in the home cafe. So make sure you guys stop by, pick up a cup of coffee, grab one of Megan's cookies, and just enjoy your time before service. The Easter service next week 
is only going to be one service at 10 a.m. So again, next Sunday, Easter Sunday, April 17th, one service at 10 a.m. You are going to want to make sure that you are here for that service. So we have baptisms. We have new members that we're going to be taking into the church. And most importantly, we are going to be celebrating the resurrection of our Savior. Guys, we're going to have some fun. I can guarantee you. So make sure that you come out for that. And then kids, after service, we are going to be having an Easter egg hunt for you guys. And we're also going to have a photo booth where you guys can get your pictures taken with the Easter bunny. So that is going to be taking place again next week, starting at 10 a.m. with our service and then leading into some of the special events afterwards. And then last, uh, this coming Friday, we have Passover with Pastors Pizzole. So this is going to be, amen. So this is going to be this Friday night, April the 15th, from 6 till 8 o'clock at night. So we are encouraging all of you to come out and experience the Stations of the Cross. And while you're here doing that, come and enjoy a bowl of Pastors homemade pozole. So church, that is it as far as the announcements go. Uh, you know, as you can see, we have a lot of fun and exciting events coming up, so make sure that you guys come out and join us for all that we're doing there. We're going to get ready to move into our time of giving and worship right now. So again, just a reminder, if you are here in person with us this morning, and you happen to bring your tithes and offerings with you, we do have the box located on the left-hand side as you exit the sanctuary. Uh, in addition, any of those uh, who don't have your offerings with you or anybody who is joining us online this morning, uh, to give, you can either mail a check directly to our church offices or you can also uh, give online. Church, go ahead and bow your heads with me this morning as we open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness, God. Lord, we thank you that we can always trust in you. God, you are a God of abundance, and you have provided us with so much, God. Lord, we give you this offering today. God, with it, we worship you. We give our whole selves to you, God. Lord, we would ask that you take this and use it for your kingdom and for your glory, God. Extend these offerings, multiply them, and its reach and its influence as we pray this morning, God. Lord, we pray these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand, church. Can we all thank Mike for his faithfulness and dedication? Amen. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. John 12, 12 through 19, but we're only going to read through 14. It says right here, the next day, the great crowd came to the festival, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, shouting, Hosanna, thank you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Amen. Amen. Today is the start of Holy Week, and so we want to worship our Savior as we always do. And we're going to start with the song, Because He Lives. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. I said, He came to love and also heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lived. Because he
this morning. Amen. Growing up, I would always look up into the sky and stare at the stars. I always dreamed of being an astronaut and working for NASA. I never imagined doing anything else. I started playing piano when I was six years old, and I absolutely hated it. My mom made all three of us take lessons. Jacob hated it the most out of all of us. Jacob loved to hunt. He loved being in the outdoors more than anything. Look how cute she is. This is Sally, um, Jacob's hunting dog and best friend. One of my favorite things about Jacob was he would never say a bad word about anyone. If I would even start to say something bad about someone, he would immediately stop me. He was the kindest person I've ever met. He would always make everyone feel so included and loved and welcome. Jacob was always the life of a party. He was always so funny and goofy and was just such a joy to be around. It was 3.30 in the morning, and my sister came running into my room. She said, Anne, I think something happened to Jacob. And so I look outside, and the only thing I can see are flashing blue lights. I run downstairs, and the first thing I see are six policemen standing in front of my front door. They all had really sad faces. So I walked into the living room, and I see my parents. My mom was sitting on the chair, screaming and crying. My dad was sitting on the couch with his head in his hands. And I just walked over to him and I just said, 
dad, is he dead? He had just died in a car accident three hours prior. I was in shock. I couldn't even cry at that moment. It's probably the most hopeless feeling in the entire world when you lose someone that you love. It almost feels like you cannot take your next breath. I heard the Lord say to me so clearly, Anne, are you going to trust me or are you not? So I turned around and I faced the doors in that room and I said to the Lord, Jesus, I trust you. As a family, it was very devastating to lose Jacob. When you lose someone you love, there's a decision that has to be made. It's very easy to be angry at the Lord and to blame him, but the Lord really showed me that I needed him more than anyone and that he's sovereign and that he's good no matter what. Yes, I have questions and and it's okay to have questions, but there was no point for me to be angry at the Lord when I needed him most. The next morning, um, I got some time to myself and I sat down at the piano and I just started to sing What a Beautiful Name. I really just took that time to thank the Lord for giving me Jacob for the years that I had him. And as I was playing and just worshiping the Lord, my parents um, came in and they heard me singing it and they asked me if I would be willing to sing it at the funeral. And at first I said, no, absolutely not. Uh, I had never sang in front of anyone before. And so I sat down with the Lord and I just talked to him and prayed with him. And I just, I really felt him calling me to sing at the funeral. And so I eventually decided that I would sing and I got some friends together and we put together a version of What a Beautiful Name. As I walked up on stage and I sat at the piano, the Lord took every bit of nervousness away from me. I heard him say to me so clearly that I was called to worship him. And he was saying to me, I'm calling you to worship me, to praise my name and to glorify me. And at that point, I had no further interest in NASA or doing anything like that. And all I had in me was the desire to worship the Lord and praise him. The Lord has really put on my heart how he can bring beauty from ashes and has done that completely in my life. I feel so honored and grateful that I get to share that with people and that I get to tell my story with people on how the Lord completely has transformed this awful and depressing and terrible tragedy into something so beautiful. For me, moving forward, no matter how hard this gets, I'm choosing to trust God. Amen. Stand with me, church, as we sing out this song that she wrote. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a beautiful, what a beautiful testimony. Um, hardship, craziness in her life, and yet she writes a, writes a song that we're going to sing right now that glorifies God's name, um, invites people to know him, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And I want to start off with this chorus real quick. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. He makes a way. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he 
can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Are you past the point? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Her shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus Tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who can work it all for your good? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't say. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is. Sister, I said, I said, and he makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He 
morning with our sister praise. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord, we've come this morning with open hearts that you might change our lives. Create in us a clean heart, O oh God, and help us to be changed so that we look like you. When people look at us, we pray that they see Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the risen Christ. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy and your love, for your redemption, for your provision, and for your protection. For you, O oh God, are everything and worthy to be praised. And so we do say hallelujah. And we pray, Lord, that this morning hearts will be pierced and hearts will receive what the Holy Spirit says to us through our pastor. We pray for his anointing. We pray, Lord God, that the message that he's prepared for us would be received with thanksgiving because we know that Jesus is here and speaking through Pastor Carlos. We claim these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him praise this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. From an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't say. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. I say hallelujah. 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 sitting here this morning you believe that God couldn't forgive you that you're not worthy let me tell you something I say he can make a way where there ain't no way he rises up from an empty grave let me tell you about second what Pastor Barr said this morning, Lord. We say, we sing hallelujah. And we need you this morning. Speak through your word. Touch our lives, touch our hearts, God. May we come before you this morning. Right before each other. And right before you. May our lives this morning be as a living sacrifice. We lay our things, our burdens, our offering here at your altar. And as we leave this place, I pray that your, your word would remain in our hearts 
So God, what you have in store for someone, somebody, we pray protection upon your children right now. Satan, you have no right or authority to come up in God's house. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus over your house, over your children. We thank you. We give you the praise and the glory ahead of time for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, worship team and musicians. We appreciate you. Thank you so very much. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Also, we want to say hello to all those watching online. I got, a, I got a text from some people. They are really enjoying the online services. They're at home. So can we say hello to them? Hello, everyone. We want to say hello. Oh, uh, we have another. Oh, say hello to that camera. Sorry. Everyone say hello to that camera. Okay. Say hello to this camera. And that one right there. Okay. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Who's ready to have church? Who's ready to hear the word this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining in. Those who are watching online again, we appreciate you and all who are here this morning. Uh, from my sister Mary in the back. So good to see you, sister. Uh, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but it's so good to see you folks here. Uh, thank you. Um, as you all know, some of you know, some of you don't know, it's Mateo's birthday. Uh, it's his birthday weekend. And <clears throat> Mateo is 11 years old. He's one of my, one of my sons. I'm so proud of him. And as, as they have their birthdays, as they get older, um, it's funny how they, they tease each other about getting married. Um, you're getting close. You know, it's that time. You know, and, and Arabella, she was teasing her little brother. She, 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 or her bigger brother. She said, uh, you know, my, my daughter, she's only six. And she's like, ooh, Teo, you're almost going to have a girlfriend. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. And I have no girlfriend at 11 years old, you know. And Teo knows better. And, of course, Carlos, Carlos jumps in the conversation, you know. And, and uh, you know, and as me and mom, we're like, you know, we're, we're joking with them. But we're reminding them, hey, when you, when you do find that girlfriend, you, she, she better be saved serving the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. You're not finding this girl at the club. You're not going to find this girl at the, you know, at over here you're gonna, on Instagram. You're going to find her in the house of the Lord. Amen. You're not going to find her in Facebook. You're going to find her in his book. Amen. Can I get an amen? And so, you know, we're, we're just, thank you for that. So, we're, so we're, you know, we're just encouraging the kids and, and, um, and, you know, and Carlos is getting up there in age. He's already like 14. You know, he's going to be 15 here pretty soon driving. Uh, you know, and so, you know, I'm praying God slow down time. But anyways, so my, my daughter, she, she said, Dad, or she, she's talking to her brother. She said, she said, oh, I know who you like. Dad, I know who, I know who Mateo and Carlos like. I said, yeah, he was, she goes, yeah, and like, I know like, you know, they're going to like, you know. I said, yeah, what, what do you mean you know? <laughs> she said, y you know. I said, no, I don't know. Why don't you tell me I know? What are you talking about? She said, Dad, they're going to kiss. I'm like, yeah, kiss, yes, yes. When they get married, they're going to kiss. Amen. So, so I say that to say this. There was that point where I'm like, what is she talking about? I don't want no one to leave the house of the Lord wondering, what did we talk about? So I, I asked the Lord this morning, can you please come and speak before me? That way your children know what we talked about. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. This is a... The new series, uh, series on new, we're going to be reading out of Isaiah, and we're also going to be going to Exodus chapter 15, so if you want to uh, go to Exodus chapter 15, who has a bulletin? You got a bulletin on you? Can I just, are you, anyone have a bulletin that I can see? I had a, a sister show me all her bulletins, well, it's okay, no, no worries, uh, oh, there we go, let me see, that. can I see that real quick? Thank you, I'm going to do it, um, I don't want to put her on the spot, but she had every sermon that I've, that I've written since January on one of these bulletins, and she's going to be putting some holes in here and putting a little, little, a little like a, uh, what do you call the, um, like a notebook, and I thought that was a beautiful thing, and so just a reminder, if you want to write some notes down, we have a, a, a side on the bulletin where you can write the sermon notes, and uh, here you go, sister, and uh, may, God, may God bless you as you do that. So let's read out of Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. If you brought your Bible, say Amen. Amen, hallelujah, and if you uh, are ready to read, say amen. amen. Okay, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it, 
I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the, what is that? Desert. Desert. Thank you. I know God this morning wants to do a new thing. And today is, again, part two of the series, New. I want to talk to you about God's plan and how it relates to your life. Because some of us are experiencing some troubled times. Matter of fact, I would say from the beginning of the year, if we're honest, some of us have really been in some troubling moments. Amen? Uh, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a tough beginning year. The scripture says it's going to spring forth. Um, it's going to come out of nowhere. Shall you not know it? Meaning when it happens, when, when, when God does this thing, you're not going to be guessing, is this, is this what God's talking about? Is this, what, is this the new thing he's talking about? No, you're going to know what it is. And so I want to reiterate and look at these two components, this new thing that he's going to do. And I want to elaborate on this. So I want to read it again. I will even make a road in the, what's that word? Thank you, wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to talk about this road in the wilderness again. I believe we, we talked about it last week, and I, I, wanna, I, I was going to move forward. I was going to just keep going down the verse, but I said, you know what? I, I really want to stress this right here. God was speaking about the wilderness. Let me expand on the wilderness, because some of us are in a wilderness experience right now. Wilderness can be troubling. Uh, the wilderness can be difficult. It could be confusing. Nobody wants to be in a wilderness. Some of you are living with a spouse and you, you feel like you're in a wilderness. Wives don't say amen. Some of you are living with people, family members, and you feel like you're in a wilderness. Um, not because of, you know, you, you put the toothpaste on it, but there's spiritual, there's, there's some dynamics going on in the background where you, you, you feel like you're in a weird, you're in a weird spot. You're in a weird place in life. It reminds me of the children of Israel in the wilderness. And so I want to go to Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. It reads, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah. For they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Put a pin right there. Stop right there. This is important for us to get and understand. They were in the wilderness. They were in the middle of nowhere, and they come across some water. Can you imagine how excited they got? They, they finally found some water, but when they get to the water, they find the water is bitter. And I think it's important for us today to acknowledge the things in our life that make us, hold on, that made us bitter. They went to a place that was bitter, and it's dangerous drinking bitter water. And they couldn't drink these waters, the scripture says. I want to say to the young people this morning, young people, listen to me, even, even to our, our people in the back who are, are serving, young person, and everyone here this morning, it's very easy for you to experience some things in life that will, that will make you bitter, Something your parents do, something your teacher says, something that your friend, who's no longer your friend. Um, things in life, your church. And you have a choice to carry this anger or not. To carry this frustration, this disappointment around in the core of your heart. And it's important for you to know the worst thing you can have in your life is to walk around with bitterness, secretly being angry against someone else. 
The God we serve wants you to know that bitterness is not the order of the day. And you can find bitter water, and you will find bitter water, no matter who you are, when you are in the wilderness. It will be there. When you are in a wilderness situation, unsure of the future, unsure of what your future holds, can I get an amen? amen. You know, you, you, you wonder, what, where, where am I going to be five years? What, what's, what, how is this going to turn out, you know? And so they came to these waters, but God gave them instructions. Let's read right here, verse 25 again. So he cried out to the Lord, Moses is crying out, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. He cast the tree into the water. The water is changed from being bitter to now being sweet. I didn't know they had aminos. You know those little, those little things from the store you put in the little sweeteners? I didn't know they had that back then. But I want you to know today, God has the capacity and the ability, if you put a tree in your water, you say, what are you, what are you, oh, stevia, we got, yeah, stevia, Pastor Pepe, yeah, they had stevia back then. <laughs> if you put a tree in your water, your water also can become sweet. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? If you put a tree in the water of your bitterness, listen to me this morning, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're battling with bitterness, if you put a tree in the water of your bitterness, it will change from being bitter to being sweet. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Listen to me. I'm saying when you grab a hold, when you grab a hold of the tree of Calvary, when you accept Jesus in your life, he can change the bitterness to sweetness. It's easy to be bitter. It's easy to be angry. It's easy to hold it in secretly. It's easy to be frustrated. It's easy to talk to behind someone's back and be mad at them. But when you recognize that there's a tree bigger than what they said, what they did, how they treated you, there's a tree bigger, and that's the tree Jesus Christ died on. He can turn your bitterness to sweetness, bitter waters to sweet waters. And as I was reading this, God was speaking to me and says, you know, you just got to take my cow. You got to put that tree that I done on. Put it in your water, Pastor. Well, I've prayed a million times. No, you ain't prayed enough. You're bitter. So number one, road to the wilderness. Road in the wilderness. The good news right here. The wilderness that you're going through Listen to me, the wilderness that you're going through is preparing you for your promised land. Their road in the wilderness prepared them for their promised land. And how many know there are some things in our, in, in our life while we're in the wilderness that there's some things that need to die off before we go into the promised land. And so there's a promise that God has for you, a destiny God has for you. The future that God has for you, but you got to go through the wilderness. But that's not the only thing the wilderness does. Let me tell you something else the wilderness does. Matter of fact, there's somebody else that came from the wilderness, uh, somebody else who is in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. Turn there with me. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. It says right here In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, for this is he who was spoken of by the prophet of Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Here's John the Baptist, one of the greatest. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, 11 says he was one of the greatest. God anointed him to be a great preacher. But he came out of the wilderness. He went through the journey of the wilderness, and he had, he had an amazing ministry. You know, when Jesus is one of the ones saying, you're like, great, you know you've made it. He had an amazing ministry, John the Baptist. But it was produced in him. It was cultivated in him. It was, it was nurtured in him when he was in the wilderness while he was in the wilderness, and so the wilderness prepares you for your promised land. But number two, listen to me, the wilderness is also preparing you for your ministry. 
that it may be fruitful. That you may have a fruitful ministry. I don't know why when I said the word ministry, some people, they, they, I, I, I felt like there's some people thinking, well, the ministry is only for the pastors or for those in leader, leadership. Everyone here, God has given you a ministry. And it's up to you whether you're going to follow that or not. Every, I, I need to say that again. Everyone here, those who are watching online, God has given you a ministry. Thank you. Young people, I want to I want to I want to I want to challenge you this morning. You have a ministry even at your school, your college. Yes, I said college. You have an assignment from God. We don't have to call you pastor or reverend in order for God to move in your life. You can still right now do incredible and greater things. And what's so amazing is young person um, you don't have to wait till you graduate from school in order to do something amazing for God. There are no grades in the wilderness. You know, I remember preaching in elementary school, telling people about Jesus. And it's foolish now as I think about it, you know, as a, but I, 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 would, I would stand on top of a, of a table and I would tell the kids, I would say, listen, guys, everybody, if you want to go to hell, go on that side. If you want to come to heaven, come on this side. And I drew a line in the sand. There was a lot of kids that got saved that day. <laughs> so much that the teacher's coming out going, what is going on over here? And of course, you had a few that, you know, wanted, they, they wanted to be with the devil, you know. And, uh, but, and, but, but again, at that, at that age, you know, God was already putting on my heart ministry, serving, loving, witnessing to people. And it carried on to my teenage years as I was going to school. I, I realized I had less and less friends. But I had the main friend I needed. His name was Jesus. You know, amen. And, and, and so, so I had less and less friends. And, and, and yes, I was on the basketball team. Yes, I was in, in, in band. And, and, and normally when you're doing all this stuff, you become popular. But for some strange reason, I wasn't that popular. And that's because Jesus was my friend. But I didn't care. I'd rather go to heaven with one friend than, 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 than be led astray with 100 friends. Amen. And so, and so even at a young age, God was put on my heart. Young person, God has a ministry for you. You can witness at your school, at your college, at the workplace. The Bible says John the Baptist came from the wilderness. Let me leave you with one last point about the wilderness. And we're going to go into a time of prayer. Jesus went to the wilderness to pray right here. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus often withdrew. You see that word, that word often withdrew and went into the wilderness. Jesus understood something about the wilderness experience that a lot of us don't know and don't recognize and don't understand. We can't comprehend. I personally don't understand it. I want to avoid the wilderness. I don't want to go into the wilderness, but yet Jesus proceeds into the wilderness. He goes into the wilderness, and it's in the wilderness where he has the opportunity to pray. It's in the wilderness where he communicates with God, his Father. I want to tell you this morning, when you go through the wilderness experience, are you, are you contending? Are you talking to God? Are you, are you in fellowship with him? Or are we talking to ourselves and people we sh maybe shouldn't be talking to who are going through the same thing and God's not in the center of that conversation? Do you hear what I'm talking about? Wait, here, Luke chapter five, you can read the rest of the chapter. You see Jesus, he came out of the wilderness experience he had something that he didn't have, power. The moment Jesus came out of the wilderness, all of a sudden now he shows up to this spot and they bring this paralyzed man and they can't get him in the house, so what do they do? They go on top of the roof and they, put, they make a hole in the roof and they, and they set him down. And what does Jesus do? Thank you, he heals this man. Jesus Heals him. So number three, the wilderness can help you produce God's healing 
power. I'll never forget when, when, a, when a pastor told me years ago, you, listen, listen, son, listen, son, you don't, you don't need... You don't, need, you don't need a piece of paper to pray for someone, and God can, God can heal them through your life. But you're going you're gonna to have to go through some things. You're going you're gonna to have to go through some, some fire. God's going God's to refine you. And as I prayed, I was asking God, I was contending, asking God, 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 by his spirit, by his mercy and grace, I would pray for people, and he would heal them. So what am I saying to you today? Here's what God wants to do. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're facing in life, whatever's bothering you, whatever questions you have, uncertainties you have in your life, know that God can take the journey that you're going through in the wilderness. God gives a promise and says, listen, I'm going to do a new thing, and you're going to know about it. Don't get frustrated. Don't be down. Don't walk around this life with a frown because he says, I will do a new thing. Don't quit and leave because of life's craziness. Just know God is going to take you somewhere through the wilderness. And when you come out, there will be your promised land, your ministry. And he says, I will give you power. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, I would, I believe in this healing power. And it's not a piece of paper that gives me this. It's not oil that gives me this. It's the power of God that gives me this. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you have sickness in your body, I would like you to come down and allow me to pray for you. But I'd also ask, I'd also ask that you have faith that God could heal you. We need to have faith. And so you step out in faith. And so if you're here this morning, I'd like Pastor Barb and Jeannie, if you guys can come, please. And, um, and take this time right now. Maybe, maybe you know someone who is sick in body, who is, who is ill, um, who needs some healing. Maybe you want to step in for them. You could come down and pr also pray. Um, but we serve a God who heals, Amen. We serve a God who can, who can, who can break uh, and, and clear, clean, cleanse people who have had cancer I've seen healed. People who have had tumors I've seen disappear. People who are on the verge of dying I've seen brought back to life. That's you this morning. You say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. Pastor, do you pray for me? Um, and if you uh, would like to remain in your pew, I'd ask you just to do so and pray. And uh, seek God in this moment. Amen.
all stand, church. Hallelujah. worth and life is worth the living just because he lives amen thank god our savior lives amen amen hallelujah um i don't if you've never had pasole and you don't like pasole it's okay please come friday what's most important is that you walk around the stations of the cross and, and reflect and uh, have a moment with God. Amen? Amen. But afterwards, if you would like uh, uh, some pasole, um, fellowship with us outside and uh, rejoice. Because we know Friday was crazy, but we know Sunday's coming. Amen? So be blessed this, this, this week. Be blessed this Sunday. Pastor Don, Brother Don, could you please come down and, and, and close us in a prayer with, with a blessing this morning? Amen. Let's bow our heads, church. Be blessed today. We thank you. Lord God, we thank you that uh, the days of wilderness in our life all, always lead to the promise that you have given us. Lord, I ask that today each of us would live with a view toward the promise that you have for us in our future. Go with us. Bless us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.